It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. New developments say Dan Snyder's status as the owner of the Washington Commanders may finally be in jeopardy. And as Ron Rivera discusses the team's quarterback situation on Radio Row, Taylor Heineke responds, all of this on the first day post-2021-2022 NFL action on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show, which can be found on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at lo. Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Chris, the game may be coming to an end for Dan Snyder, the 20 plus year owner of the Washington Redskins, Washington football team, Washington Commanders, uh, has seen more quarterbacks than winning seasons and more scandals than playoff wins. Um, what's, what's the late, let's, let's start right there. Let's catch everybody up for those who have been trying to focus all weekend on the Super Bowl instead right. of this kind of stuff. Let's catch everybody up on the latest of what's happening with Washington's esteemed owner. Right. So Mike Florio, a pro football talk, who has been a very outspoken critic of the Washington franchise. Let's just label it as that. And certainly Dan Snyder and rightfully so, even though many fans, unfortunately are very sensitive uh, to it for whatever reason, uh, I, I, you know, it, it is what it is. But Mike has been uh, kind of a justice warrior, if you will, for right and just causes. And he has, to his credit, uh, even as a league employee for Sunday Night Football NBC, he has championed the ex-employees and their cause and the investigation into Dan Snyder and a lot of the BS that has gone on. So earlier this week, we saw a seismic shift, David, in my opinion, and I think in others, in terms of how the NFL responded and dealt with Dan Snyder. We covered that earlier uh, this week. And now on Super Bowl Sunday, Florio came out with a report saying basically that if Beth Wilkinson had given a written report, that she would have, it would have included a recommendation to dissolve Dan Snyder of his ownership of the Washington NFL franchise. And furthermore, she said, or he said, I should say, he said, um, at the very end of one of his reports on NBC, that basically the owners had shifted in terms of momentum and that there was clear, and, and I'm paraphrasing, clear momentum building in terms of potentially ending Dan Snyder's ownership of the Washington NFL franchise. Now, one thing we should point out, okay, this is what the fan base by and large wants. 
there's no guarantees that this is going to happen. But David, anybody that did not notice how the NFL absolutely ran over Dan and therefore the organization and whoever else made this decision on Wednesday to launch a private investigation of the newest allegations, how they did it in swift and embarrassing fashion. And then a day later said, oh, no, 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 no. In a letter to Congress, Dan is the one obstructing the documents, not us. Whether that's true or not, Dan and the Washington NFL franchise um, denied it. Whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. The NFL has clearly, clearly created a divide between the backing and support of Dan Snyder that they once used to have as recently as just a week ago or so, maybe a week and a half ago. And that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many layers of this conversation and and we've had bits and pieces of it here and there. And, And I would say that, you know, first and foremost, people who look down on guys like Florio or anybody else there who's kind of saying that this owner... Uh, deserves to be brought to some sort of justice, whether it be, you know, social justice or, you know, just losing ownership of his team, which uh, honestly, in in the grand scheme of things, being forced to sell a team uh, and get a lot of money out of the deal in the process is is one of the weakest punishments I think you can go through uh, in life. But um, you know, I know a lot of people in the world who who tend to look at some of these things and say, oh, you know, it's really that big of a deal and, da, 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 and all this stuff. But these are the same people who if they get asked to work maybe an hour late uh, on, a, on a Friday before they get their weekend started, want to file a complaint uh, to HR about the mistreatment of how they are as employees. So, again, you know, we all have to remember how we want to be treated as human beings. And uh, I know me personally, first of all, I don't think anybody would ever do it, but I don't want to be, you know, secretly recorded nude or, or harassed at work or sexually harassed at work or, you know, punished for, for any other cause other than the merit of my work. And I think most hard, honest, you know, working people, Americans and any human in the world would want to be uh, treated as such. That being said, you know, we, we always talk about how networking is such an important thing in pretty much any profession, right? In media, the NFL, any, any profession really is all the same. Well, there tends to be what we like to call uh, good old boys clubs, right, Chris? And, and everybody has heard about them. We've seen them before. Sometimes maybe we've been accused uh, of being a part of those. And I'll tell you, in my professional career, I've been accused. Like, oh, well, you're in that person's good old boy club. Well, I'll tell you right now, the good old boy clubs that I've been involved with are ones that are based on integrity, hard work, and doing the job right. And those are good old boy clubs I'm okay being a part of. What I'm not okay being a part of or watching people in a place of power being a part of a good old boy club is one that says, you know what? Just keep the dirt as internal as we can. We'll circle each other and we'll protect each other. So as much as I despise that those types of things still exist in the world today, it at least is as much of a silver lining as it can be. And honestly, it's not even a real silk. Maybe it's like a gray lining on a black cloud. At least it looks like it's coming to the point where at least Dan Snyder, for one, has worn out his welcome in that club. And these people are no longer willing to hide his dirt for the betterment of the brand. And so they're saying, you know what, dude? You've gone too far, and maybe this is just one step closer to the NFL becoming a league where the owners and the people that are in power do things the right way to to be revered in this business instead of protecting each other and their secrets so that they can remain revered while their skeletons stay in the closet. Well, David, I, I would just say this, that, it, it, you know, we should remind the audience, um, you know, that just a week ago, it seemed like at least publicly, the NFL still had Dan's back and owners even though even though now it looks completely different with all the new allegations and more importantly, again, the launching uh, of an independent investigation by Dan and the club on Wednesday morning, right? Leaked to Adam Schefter. So certainly some significant changes 
have happened. If if ultimately we are at a point now where it certainly seems like the good old boys, the NFL, the owners, what have you, have said enough is enough. We, we've had it. Uh, I, I would just tell you, I, and I've been reporting on this on this podcast and uh, you know on every other outlet, Twitter, radio, what have you, for several years, that there has always been a pocket of owners and NFL, as I call them, league henchmen that have been yeah. very, very angry and hostile with Dan and former president Bruce Allen because of the way they've run and ruined the franchise. I'll just quickly go back through it. Remember, Brian LaFamina was a chief executive that the NFL basically shoved on Dan and Bruce in 2018 to come in and fix the business operations. He came from the league office. He came explicitly recommended and essentially shoved and Dan fired him within seven months and all of his people. So remember, there have been people behind the scenes, even though they allowed him to consolidate the ownership, even though they gave him more power, we wondered, did they give him more power to make it easier to get rid of him instead of him and all of the different fractions of ownership and appears right now, that's where we are. All right, guys, we are just getting rocking and rolling. We are going to talk quarterbacks, obviously. That is still to come here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell, and we are here for Built Bar. That's right. We're now into February. Football season has come and gone. (sighs) What do we do now? Well, it's time to continue to get healthy, to eat right, and to do the right thing and start every day off, if you can, the right way. Breakfast is so important. One great way you can start it is with a Built Bar. And if you don't want just a Built Bar, maybe you could try Built Bar Puffs. They're awesome. A little bit different than a Built Bar. They're marshmallowy. They're fluffy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they get you going in the morning, late at night, however you want to do it, covered in 100% real chocolate. Check out some of these cool flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. I love those. They're going to be your new favorite. And you can still get all the Built Bars you want. All the traditional flavors, and they're always coming out with limited time flavors at Built.com. So here's what we want you to do. Go to Built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David at dharrison82, me at russellmania621, the podcast at LO Commanders. David, of course, on SI.com's Fan Nation covering the Washington Commanders. Uh, and, and David, obviously, this team never stops. We know there's always a report. There's always a bombshell. Oh. There's always something. But this is without a doubt, the first time that you can feel real momentum 
towards a significant change. We've always wondered if there was going to be a smoking gun. It appears Tiffany Johnston was that smoking gun to really kickstart things. And I don't know about you. um, This kind of feels similar to me, similar to me to how quickly the name changed. Um, Yes, that was a long battle for a long, long number of years, but then it really picked up quickly. And in a month and a half, boom, it was changed. Uh, because right. corporate pressure was so strong and societal pressure. Uh, it's a little bit different, but Congress wasn't involved in that. They are involved in this. So that really could be forcing, um, if you will, you, you know, Dan to the edge of the cliff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to to note, uh, like you've already mentioned, the, the shift in tone, really, the way the NFL is dealing with the situation and the way that they're discussing matters, especially as it pertains uh, to Dan Snyder and the ownership of this team. Um, but it, it's kind of, it's hard to trust an entity like the NFL and Roger Goodell, obviously being the face of that organization. It's hard to trust that they have, you know, the the employee's best interest, the people's best interest. And of course, the, the people who support the league and the business's best interest at heart, because so many times before this organization has fallen short of making sure that they're actually holding true to a standard, right? They always talk about protecting the shield and you have player personnel, you know, policies and, and all this other stuff. And you have guys losing out on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars uh, for doing things like getting involved in a bar fight here and there. And, and I'm not necessarily excusing those types of actions either, but then you find out these owners are doing all these crazy things. Or even some of your marquee players are doing things beyond what you've been originally told and that the league is essentially helping to cover those things up. So, this is a step in the right direction, right? But at the same time, like if, if the NFL is a human being, I'm looking at that person and saying, you know what, man, like you had the power to kind of to kind of dictate the pace of some of this stuff already, and you've already chosen not to. So you're not the hero in this situation. Like you're not going to come in here now about face and suddenly become the hero. I'm glad that now you appear to be taking the right tone and the right approach to it. Uh, but let's let's make no no secret about it. Anything that happens. And the NFL and Chris, I know, you know, and I don't, I don't want to speak in definitive, so I won't say every single thing. Like, there are surprises here and there. But for the most part, like, if the ownership is starting to turn on Dan, if Roger Goodell and the NFL are starting to say, you know what? No, this is on Dan. Like, th- we're no longer protecting you, putting you behind the shield. This isn't new. Like, this isn't a new development. This isn't something that just kind of came out on a Thursday. And the NFL is like, you know what? We're done now. No, like, this is something that basically has been happening behind the scenes more and more and more. Dan has basically been whittling away the good will and, and the efforts of other people to essentially help protect him for the betterment of the league as a whole. So it kind of needs to kind of demonstrate just how much this man has really worn down, even the people who not out of his best interest, but in their best. interest. Like, that's why they do it. They think of it as a collective, you know, uh, almost like a real estate property value type of deal. Absolutely. Your dirt brings down our value. That's why they're doing it. They're not even doing it for him. So now a lot of these people and we'll see how much it goes or grows. But basically, they're going to be like, you know what, dude? Honestly, like we'll devalue the entire neighborhood just to get you to move out. Like that's how sick of your stuff we are right now. And I'm happy that it's happening, but I want to, and maybe I'm alone on this, but I just want to make it, I want to make it clear that at least in my opinion, the NFL is not a hero here. The ownership group aren't heroes here because you should have done this before. You should have already been on this beat. You should have already been in this tempo. And it pisses me off, Chris, honestly, that we're sitting here on Monday after the Super Bowl talking about this. 
instead of leading off today's show with all those men and women out there who just achieved lifelong dreams from, from childhood Pop Warner football and high school college coaching days and all, all the days and the hours on the scouting trail and everything else, this is what we're talking about, this garbage instead of that. And we have to. like that, that's you know It's our job. We have to make sure that our listeners are caught up to date on everything Washington Commander. So we don't have a choice. And the listeners of this team – or of this show, they deserve to be up to date. But I just want to make it very clear, like, Roger Goodell's not a hero in this situation. The NFL's not a hero in this situation. The other owners who are finally saying that maybe it's time for Dan to be forced to sell his team, none of you are heroes. You're all just, to me, you're all just as filthy as, as the, the culprit is. And just because now you're finally sick of being dirty with him doesn't, to me, make you a hero in my eyes. David, I love that. Uh, I love that passion. You are absolutely right on. And I'm just going to add one little more carrot to this. And I, I mentioned this, I think, on Twitter on Sunday afternoon after the Florio thing came out. Remember, 106.7 The Fan and the sports junkies who I work with and, and, and all that, and they're my colleagues and friends and all that stuff, they originally came out with a report in March of 2021, over a year ago, or uh, just about a, uh, just under a year ago that they had seen a part of the investigation and the write-up and all that stuff uh, that Beth Wilkinson's firm had. And one of the recommendations was to let go of the, or, you know, to, to basically that Dan Snyder should uh, be forced out of the NFL and, and, and ownership. Right. And, and Florio, the way he reported it <clears throat> on Sunday was that if Beth Wilkinson had submitted a written report, well, here's the thing she submitted and they accepted 10 different proposals, 10 different workplace culture recommendations. What if she, in her verbal report, David, and we don't know this, Mm -hmm. what if she said, you know what? You won't let me put this in print. He should sell the team. He should be forced to sell the team. And what if the league, Roger Goodell, and to try and avoid a disaster, buried that? We don't know that. But is that possible? Yes, I think that's possible and something that should be kept in mind. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, I think is with, with what's being leaked out right now, I think it's likely that that's, that's probably one of the, you know what I mean? One of the things that went on. And again, and that's kind of where we circle back to, you know, let's not confuse, you know, late stage hero. This isn't heroics. This is, you're about to bring us all down. So we're not do like Congress is getting involved and Congress is now looking at the two of them as a, as a joint entity. And that's why the NFL sent that letter. And that's why the owners are doing what they're doing. They're very much leaving Dan Snyder out on an island. And, and I agree with you. I think, well, I don't know if this is what you were saying, but I agree with what I think you were alluding to, which is allowing him to uh, to, to bring all the ownership under one under one umbrella under his name and let the minority owners out of it. Essentially, what it does is it takes away his ability to point the finger anywhere else but his own circle. And I think that's where we're at now. And, and that was kind of your first salvo into that happening. And I mean, again, if the end result is Dan Snyder having to, to move on. And then you look at the situation with Jerry Richardson before him in Carolina, like hopefully this, the ship is starting to turn to a tide to where again, the NFL can be a reputable business organization that is represented by owners who do business the right way and actually take care of their people and their organizations because the owners, as much as you might feel like you're in the football business, you're not, you're in the people business. And a lot of these owners mistreat uh, and, and overly work and, and, and just, you know, uh, not all of them are, you know, sexually harassing, hopefully at least. Uh, but this isn't, this isn't uh, uh, one symptom part of, of the whole thing. This is, this is symptomatic of a disease that's going on through the majority of the league, I would say. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, um, you, you know, again, we, we, and we just, just wrapping this conversation up, we're going to get to the quarterbacks. We don't know if this is the end, but David, I, I think I just sense 
I, I feel a lot yeah. of momentum here and, and I feel like this is very real. So stay yeah. tuned. And if this doesn't lead to that, man, like, it's just like, yeah. you're, 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 it's like, uh, what is the Hawkeye quote? Like, don't give me hope. You know what I mean? It's right. like, you're, you're kind of pointing in that direction, but if you pull back on this and they pull the, pull the circle back around old Danny boy and, and protect him again, like, it's just, there, there's going to come a time where basically the NFL becomes an untrustable entity. And while ratings are still up and ticket attendance and merchandise and all that stuff, eventually any cancer will eat away at an organization. It may take a little while. Like not every cancer is a six monther, you know what I mean? But every once, but eventually it will start. You're like your own filth is going to catch up with you uh, sooner or later. All right, guys, we're coming back on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about, yes, the quarterbacks. We're going to hear from one. How about that, David? Yeah, so the football is over for this season, and, and fortunately, we can, we can turn this conversation again to football for at least a moment. Uh, but look, basketball is still in full steam, so if you want some different kind of drama, uh, Ben Simmons in Philadelphia should be, or uh, in, in, in New Jersey, rather, uh, should be, uh, wow, he's not in New Jersey. Ben Simmons in Brooklyn should be a fun experience for all involved. Uh, the basketball is in full steam for both pro and college shoes from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. The NFL draft is running on a quarter two, guys. So prop bets are going to be all over the place for that. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. Uh, Chris, let's talk football. <laughs> wait, wait, what is what is what is that? What, let's, what, let's, is, is that an oblong pitch finish uh, type? Oh, I'm sorry. And we're and we're still not talking about the big game, guys. We're gonna have to talk about that on our Tuesday yeah. episode. You'll get our full reaction from the game and what we thought there. Plenty to say, obviously, coming from that. And hopefully, we can talk about Washington. Do that, you know, here in in the short term versus the long term. But first, let's talk about quarterback situation. Ron Rivera, Chris uh, was on Radio Row. He was in Los Angeles for the for the festivities leading up to the game. Talk to Jim Rome of the Jim Rome show, of course. Uh, and he was asked about the quarterback situation and specifically Taylor Heineke. So let's listen in to the conversation. Taylor Heineke coming up on the program in the third hour. Hey, listen, I know that you mm -hmm. probably feel the same way I do, man. I don't play favorites. They pay me to be objective. Mm -hmm. I love this guy, man. I love the I way do too. Like, I know you, and I know this. You do. Yeah. And the key is, as we go through this process, does he ascend? Does he take the next step? I mean, right now, he he, he played solid football for us. He got us in, into a position where we had a chance to break through, and unfortunately, we didn't. We had a little brush with COVID that slowed us down, but he's a guy that we did win some football games with, so will he take the next step and, and develop? I was going to say, you, you beat me to it. I was going to say, you know he grinds. You know mm -hmm. he battles. Yep. You know he leads. You know guys like him, but you also know you need that supernova mm -hmm. to win big in this league. 
Is he that guy right now? And if he's not, can he be that guy eventually? That's our question is, will he develop into him? He's, he's done a good job. He's worked hard. He does grind. We know that. We love that about him. His teammates love him. But, you know, again, we've got to find the guy. All right. So when Ron says we've got to find the guy, David, after he praises Taylor Heineke and said he played pretty solid football, I mean, Again, that tells you, hey, look, like we know we have something here, but we don't think it's top shelf, like top shelf liquor. So we have to we owe it to ourselves to search for that. And if we fall back on Taylor Heineke and maybe a rookie or something like that, we'll deal with that. But we owe it to ourselves to find and search and try and acquire a top shelf talent. Yeah, and listen, and I'm I'm about to read too much into something, so I just want to let everybody know that first and foremost. If you go back and you actually see the footage of Ron talking to Jim Rome, uh, again, it's floating out there. Jim Rome's kind of going through all these things, right? He's like, he's a he's a he's a he's a grinder, and Ron goes, "Yep, he's a hard worker. Yep, he's dedicated. Yep, he's a leader." Nothing. And listen, that that's not a that's not a dig at Taylor Heineke. Not everybody can be a leader, and not everybody who's in a leadership position is a leader. Like there's a difference between being in position to lead and being a leader. I mean, look at Dan Snyder. So let's just understand that's not a dig, but you, but you kind of either are, or you aren't right. You can learn leadership skills and all those things, but there's a certain kind of spirit to a leader. That's going to have men follow him to do the types of things you're asking him to do on a football field. And if Taylor doesn't have it, he just doesn't have it. I talked about it during the season. I don't see it. I don't see it in him. And I think that's kind of part of that thing he's missing. There's a little psychopath psychopathy, that needs to be had by an NFL quarterback to be able to go out there and do the things that you're asked to do. And when you have that kind of bravery, uh, the guys will follow you. And I think when you talk about looking for the guy, it's not just about arm strength. It's not just about the ability uh, to understand plays and replay books and read defenses. There is an un- kind of untrainable factor uh, that when you look at the guys like the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of the world and the Russell Wilson's of the world, there's a reason so many of these people don't have a lot of friends. It's because they're, their mental makeup makes them very hard to deal with at times, but that's what makes them great at competitive in competitive environments. I think his team plays hard for him. I don't know if they believe to your point that he is a commander, a leader that he is, you know, that he is the dude. Right. And, you know, and, 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 and there is a difference. Absolutely. There is. And, you know, Taylor, listen, Taylor, just like Jim said there that he came up in the third hour. So Taylor was asked about the situation moving forward. And here's what Taylor had to say. I had your coach on earlier and you know what he, I mean, he was straight. He was real. He, he said, we love him. We love him, but we need to look at every single position and see where we can improve, if we can improve. And maybe we already have the guy. Like, so he didn't commit, but he also didn't say that you were not the guy. You know that teams are always, it's business. You know this better than anybody. Teams will always look to improve at the position. Do you feel like you've done enough, though, to claim that starting job going forward, or are you preparing for another QB battle? I'm, I'm preparing for another quarterback battle, and it's it's nothing new in my career. It's been like that since high school. So, um, you know, I, I welcome it. It makes me better, uh, and I I think it makes the guy I'm competing with better. So, um, you know, I'm prepared for it. And, um, you know, again, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I just want to be there. Uh, I think that's, David, the right approach for Taylor Heineke to take. I would expect nothing less. He knows that they're going to add somebody significant to the mix, whether it's a first-round quarterback, whether it's a veteran franchise-type changing quarterback, or whether it's just a regular Jag-type veteran. They're going to add somebody else to the mix, and quite honestly, they might keep Garrett Gilbert, 
Uh, they might keep Kyle Allen as well. So we'll have to see how this all shakes out. I think he's approaching it the right way. Yeah, it's the right way because it's really the only way. Like he really has no leg to stand on to come in and say, no, that's my job and nobody's going to take it. And, and you know, and, and, and to a certain extent, that's a little, you know, maybe that's unfair. I don't know. To me, it's just kind of the way that the business works. Uh, but it's going to depend on the quarterback that comes in. We'll have, we'll have plenty of time to kind of readdress sure. this conversation. Because, look, if it's Russell Wilson that comes in, there ain't no competition. Russell Wilson's coming in to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Taylor, you're coming in to hold the clipboard, you know, uh, uh, unless there's another first quarter injury that just, uh, you know, deems that Taylor needs to be a starting quarterback for another year. Um, but, you know, look, if it's if it's like a Teddy Bridgewater or James Winston or Kenny Pickett or uh, Malik Willis, then, yeah, I mean, hey, let the competition happen. Let the, may the best man win, may the best guy for the job uh, get the job. But to, to kind of your point of people wanting to play with him, uh, I think, you know, there, there's a like you said, there's a difference in, in that kind of spirit. I think sometimes people want to play for a quarterback because they know how great that that quarterback can can make them and 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 lead them to. I look at Tom Brady and kind of all the words the Buccaneers players have said. And then you have other guys. You know, I kind of look at the Joe Flacco's of the world, and you have his teammates who want to play really hard for them because they know that they need to play really hard for him in order to get the team to the right. And it's a collective effort. And there's again, there's nothing wrong with either either approach from a quarterback position, but are you a team that wants to be defined by your quarterback player? Or are you a team that wants to be defined by the team uprising and lifting your quarterback? That's the question. And from what Ron Rivera is saying, Martin Mayhew during the off season, they want to be a team led by their quarterback. And if that's the case, they got to go find him because he's not, he's not wearing burgundy and gold yet. All right. Plenty more on the quarterback situation, plenty more on Super Bowl 56 and plenty more on Dan Snyder. Is this the end? All of those questions will be addressed and uh, and, and we'll have our opinions and analysis throughout the week. Stay tuned. Thank you, everybody, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to email us, it's LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. That's right, LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. Or dial us up via voicemail. And leave us a good one, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks for joining us. Again, we're free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.